Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your daily dose of Donna. Happy Monday. We are on February 19th. I hope you guys had a fantastic weekend. I had a fun weekend. I'm going to talk all about my weekend a little bit later with Kate Casey, who is our guest today. I'm so excited. Kate and I have known each other for years and years. And so she's got so much good uh, insight on reality TV. So we're going to get into that in just a moment. Um, before we get into the show, I want to just shout out our sponsor this week, and that is our friends at ZipRecruiter. So ZipRecruiter has conducted a recent survey and found that the top hiring challenge employers face for 2024 is a lack of qualified candidates. And if you've ever hired an assistant or hired kind of anyone that works for you, you know how tough it is to find someone that's good. But if you're an employer and you need to hire, here's good news. ZipRecruiter has smart tools and features that help you find more qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Donna. That's D-A-N-A. So what happens is you can find the best people for your roles. It's kind of like speed dating. It's kind of like love is blind, but hiring. And I guess it it could be blind, right? Like you just want to know the qualities of these people. I can't wait to talk about Love is Blind today. It is so heavy on my mind. So just know that you can use ZipRecruiter's invite to apply feature to send top candidates a personalized invite to encourage them to respond to your job post. That's kind of like a poke on Facebook. Remember those pokes? Um, there's rating tools. It's great. So four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Make sure to try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Donna. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Donna. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. OMG. I can't wait to bring on my, my blondie friend who is in California, who's like an hour away and she has sun behind her. And I have torrential rains here in Sherman Oaks. Hey, Casey. Welcome. Um, do you think I'm a horrible mom if I send one of my kids out for a swim lesson at two in torrential rain? Well, I thought it's sunny where you are, so I don't understand. It's not. <laughs> is there rain there or not? Are we? Are you in Los? Like, where are you? I'm in Newport Beach. I don't know. Did you not get five million um, text messages and like alerts last night saying torrential downpours coming in, oh. flash flood warning? No. Be careful. No, none. So just Newport is just kind of like a like a, a little drop in the bucket, like no one, like no bad weather touches it. I don't know. I thought you were going to say, did you get, a, did you get alerts and texts about your performance of the crappies? And I almost had a heart attack. We're going to talk about it. Okay. We're going to talk about the crappies in just a moment. Okay. Um, you guys, Kate and I, so I've been seeing a lot of people asking like, oh, do you think that Donna is just like using Kate to get ahead? Well, yes. Okay. And of course, Yeah. I mean, right? Oh, don't we all just use each other? Isn't that the goal of this podcast world? We're just using each other, Kate. No, you and I are friends. We've known each other forever. Long time. We've known each other a long time. I came and I talked about this, I think the last time you were on my show, maybe, but I came to your 
your studio um, when you were at Wondery Mm -hmm. on Sunset Boulevard in 2000, what? 2016. 2016. Yep. You guys, 2016, some of you guys weren't even born then. No kidding. No. And we, we became buddies and then I became buddies with Lance too. And Tony, who we worked with, has been a guest too. And Tony's gone on to become a director of fantastic reality shows. So yeah, we're all just like reality dorks. And I have the best time actually texting with you guys about stupid stuff all the time. Yeah, I, I get random text messages from Kate being like, is this for real? Like, what is going on? Wait, yeah. hold on. Andrew just said, Kate, my opinion of you increased a thousand percent more after the crappies. Do you see the comments, by the way, Kate? No. Okay, on Am the I? right, you can click comments. Do you see like on the right? There's like oh, a Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, it, I don't want those to distract you. Some people are just not able to do both. Andrew, I have been terrified ever since. Yeah. Okay. So wait, let's set the scene. Kate Casey was asked to be a presenter at the watch what crappens crappies. That's the, the very, very popular podcast by Ben and Ronnie. And they, um, they had their live crappies event on Saturday night. And I saw, all I saw was a photo of you up there with Ryan Bailey, who was just on my show last week too. Love. Love. So you have to tell us, cause I got a little bit of a voice message from you last night. Tell me about your Saturday. <laughs> Started off with me doing laundry in the morning. And then by 2.30, I'm in Los Angeles at my niece's college frat party. She's in a sorority. Her best friend, Henry, from childhood, from from back home in New Jersey, also goes to college with her. And he basically runs this, like, awesome frat. And when it's parents' weekend, I'm counting down the days to the weekend because I want to be in college. I go and I hang out with my niece's friends and they're like, Aunt Katie, Aunt Katie, because I'm like the fun aunt. And they, they, they'll like come visit me and stay at my house and stuff. So I look forward to it. And my sister's like, you're ridiculous. So we went and we like pre-gamed before I went to the frat party. I can't even imagine what it would be no, like being no, at a frat party at this age. No, it is so fun. So we pre-gamed and then we get to the frat party. What does pre-gaming like, mean for you, Kate Casey? I think I had four... 0.5 shots of tequila before I even went to, to the party. I'm not kidding you. And I don't this think you're like, that big of a drinker. Way, no, but I was a good, great time in college. So, I mean, I can still hang out, you know? Okay. So anyway, uh, we get to the frat party and you guys guess who's at the frat party with me? Who? Heather Dubrow. Stop. I'm not Wait. kidding you. Heather and Terry Dubrow are there because Heather's son is in the frat. Nikki. So I'm already Isn't it Nikki, Nick. Yes. And yeah. I'm already sort of got my booze blanket on. And then I was like, Oh my God. Cause she has lived here for a long time. Doesn't live here really anymore. But I went over and was like, Hey, what's up? Couldn't have been nicer. And they brought Ace along and Ace was so sweet. And I kind of think in retrospect, How old is, Ace? is this a safe experience seven, for a team? I think it's like seventh grade. No, no, I'm a, a, I think it's a genius move. And here's why. Why? Because you show kids, this is what college is like. This is a good time. You want to go to that school? You better start getting your ass in gear now and get great grades. Oh. So you can have this. This is wow. a good time. Wow. Anyway, yeah, it just felt like so funny. Like here I am, this like, you know, Irish English you know, like college sorority-ish girl. And then I'm with the Dubros who look like, you know. 
What were they wearing? Couple from Beetlejuice. Like they're what? so. You know, they're what were they wearing? Black, all serious. black. I don't think they were drinking, but I kind of appreciate. Like they were in it to win it with their son. Like totally embracing it, and they're like, there's people are making burgers and hot dogs. There's like people on the roof. The music's kicking in the middle of a neighborhood, and there's me at this frat party with Heather Dubrow, and it was beyond funny. Okay. So that was how it started. Wait, but I but before we go to the crappies, I do need to ask a few more questions about this. There's other parents there, right? Oh yeah. And now I know all the parents because they go every year to the frat party for parents weekend. <laughs> Wait, can so I come like, next year? Just I'm like, Hannah, what's up? You know? And, and oh, by you- the way, I'm carrying around a bottle of champagne because I don't want to drink like God knows what they make in the kitchen. So there was like a cooler filled with stuff. And I would said to my sister, I was like, grab that. And so instead of just taking like a one glass. I carried it. I have to send you a picture. It's like me carrying around a bottle of Prosecco at a frat party. Oh my God. This is, this is too good. So now you're already two sheets to the wind. I think that's what they say. Gone, and, baby, gone. Gone, baby, gone. And now but you like have fun, head. the fun vibe. Not you're, like, you're in a good place. You're not, you're not like Heather Gay in the back of that Sprinter van. No, 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 no. I, no, no, no. I'm a good time. I'm so good now time. you're, you have to head to downtown LA. No, then I made a pit stop at the polo lounge for dinner with my sister, my niece, and her friend. And um, her niece, by the way, is like a um, an intern for a designer who like st- a designer stylist who styles everybody. But I couldn't okay. get any information out of her. Okay, so then we go to the crappies. Now I get there, and I have to give. Oh no! Before I go out on stage, I go backstage, and I had a, a nonsensical conversation with Sheena Shea. Like, I'm sure she has no idea who I am. And I was of like, of course she knows who you are. You come need on. to come on my show. You need to talk about like what's going on about like, if you're going to have another baby and she's like, you're a lot. So <laughs> then I see Ryan and Ryan's like, oh God. So then we went out and we gave award for biggest fail. Okay. Okay. And the nominees were, um, Denise Richards upside down jacket, mm-hmm. the reality reckoning, and I thought that I thought for a minute it was the Hulu doc and I was in that and no, I was in the worst lighting ever of my life in that doc, but it was not that it was just the reality reckoning that Bethany started. And then the last well, the nominee, Hulu doc you're talking about is the housewife and the hustler. Yeah. The second one. Yes. You were just in this this last week yeah. and you, you mentioned the lighting, but no one thinks about that. that it was a good documentary. I mean, I, I like yeah. it. And then, um, and then it was the housewife games. So it's like, you know, let's go around the table and everybody goes around and talks about whose marriage is the worst or yep. like who has the worst children. And so I said, hey, let's play a game too. Let's play a game called who are the housewives that we hate? I'll go first. <laughs> Kate, what? Yes. You don't get yourself into this drama normally. You're, no. You rise above. I wasn't above. I wasn't above. Oh my God. So okay, tell so us. I, said, I don't personally like Vicki Gumbelson. Oh, okay. like that's, that's a myself. popular, that's a popular response for that question. I would, I ask. will explain myself. I just find that she's somebody who is not very kind to newcomers. And I don't like people like that. Okay. Like this is my place. You need to earn, like, I don't like that. And I don't like how she'd always be like, cause I'm a businesswoman. It's like, Okay. And then the other thing I said was, I don't like Alexis Bellino. Also a very popular choice. 
And I'm going to tell you why, which I did on stage. I do you ever have some things that you can't get past with a person. Sure. Like you can't like it's just you're not going to get over it. Okay. I cannot get over Alexis Bellino years ago saying on TV that a woman should never be president. That is a horrible. I can't get over it. I can't get over it. I can't. What what was your reasoning behind that? She was just talking about how her husband was her king and like, oh, she said this on on Real Housewives. Yeah. Like he's here. She's there. And I just felt at the time and I still feel like you have an incredible opportunity, a platform to to really be a voice to, you know, women at that age and that point of your life where you're raising children and. Do you really want that to be put out in the world that you don't think a woman? Should? I was I was going to rip her through the TV screen years ago. So anyway, that was my that's why I came to that decision. But I announced that, and I was like, "Wow, Kate." Anyway, I did an Irish goodbye. I did an I didn't stay. I went, but I did ask but, everyone if they wanted to go out for drinks for me, and I feel bad about that because I didn't stay. But if you want to come out for drinks with me, anybody, we can do it anytime. Okay, good to know. Andrew Andrew watched it obviously because he says, "Kate, you literally screamed, I hate Vicky." I know. You know, I think one of my friends once told me too that they ran into her and they said, Oh, you should call my friend Kate show. And I think she said the exact words were, I don't go anywhere if I'm not paid. I, I, I don't go anywhere if I'm not paid. Okay. okay. Yeah. So there I, you go. I, I am a very busy one and yeah. I have to, you know, do my Kodo de Casa. But yes, that would make sense. Yeah. Listen, Vicky is someone, I look at someone like a Vicky as keep your enemies close. <laughs> like, you, I, I just feel like she's the kind of person that is so quick to probably get to anger. That's why with yeah. like the Teddy Mellencamp and Vicky feud just cracks me up beyond because mm-hmm. neither of them give two shits, right? So they just like go all in on each other every single time. I find I it. Uh, I agree with you. Yeah, they just they don't care. They they're like bring it on. And in fact, it's like it's content. It keeps giving, right? Vicky never can take the high road when it comes to this stuff. She can never just say, oh, you know what? It's child's play. I don't want to talk about Teddy. She always goes in. Like if someone mentions Teddy Mellencamp, when I met her in person, she talked about Teddy when she was on in two seconds. And she didn't even know I know Teddy. Oh, boy. (laughs) I just talked about Vegas and the BravoCon of it all. And she was like, oh, and then Teddy. Wow. Like, very, very, very affected by Teddy. Okay. So, so you had a fun night and you woke up yesterday oh regretting all your decisions. A little bit, a little <laughs> bit, but I went out in a blaze of glory and I was glad I went out on top, but that's my advice to you. Do an Irish goodbye and just go out the side door and leave. Honestly, sometimes I wake up the next day and I'm like, you know, and this could be on a completely sober evening, but I'll wake up the next day and I'll be like, what did I say? Like sometimes things happen like that. It's every day I do this show. Mm -hmm. I always say I black out for an hour when I do Daily Dose of Donna. I have no idea what I said. It just comes out and then I like have to move on with my life. Yeah. This is the, you know, we don't, I don't know about you and your editing of of your show because you do a Mm -hmm. show, what, three times a week, four times a week? Six. I'm sorry, what? Six. Oh, you just had to uh, one-up Daily Dose of Donna? Is that what it was? Yeah, you were like, six. she does five. I'm doing six. I'm doing my Saturday series. <laughs> yep. So, right. so you do six shows a week. Uh-huh. 
And your shows range from covering just like the minutia of reality TV to like really, really intense documentaries Mm -hmm. and unscripted projects. And um, you talk to a lot of producers and behind the scenes peeps. Mm hmm. So what what is the documentary that everyone needs to be watching this second now this week? Documentary, um, I'm trying to think of one that I just think what, what would really blow people away. Last week there was Lover Stalker Killer on Netflix, which I just is watched it. A crazy story. The Truth About Jim is on HBO Max, and it's this family that had a step grandfather who was a predator. And the step granddaughter now believes, now that he's passed away a couple of years, that he may have been a serial killer. Interesting. So, so that's one. Um, and then there's one this week that's coming up called "Can I Tell You a Secret?" And it's a docu series about um, online, like an online bully, like a cyber bully. And Got it. Finding them. Got it. So that's good. And then there's two. Wait, wait. Cyber bully finding them like this is so yeah. up my alley. <laughs> no, 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 it is. That's what I'm saying. This is right up your alley. But it's set in the UK. Um, okay, is there something called cyber sleuths or something along those lines? Okay, so cyber sleuths, the Idaho murders, is interesting for this reason. They created this project, I think, during COVID when like TikTok really, I think, was at its peak. Yeah. Um, peak meaning like excitement, new kind of thing, and. It was very easy for, not easy, but easier for people to kind of make a name for themselves because everybody during COVID was like on their devices because we couldn't go anywhere. Okay. So I think the project was developed to, to highlight people that were really into true crime. And so this project syncs up those TikTokers with the Idaho murders. And what it ends up doing is kind of is a cautionary tale about these weirdos on TikTok who have no law enforcement background and are espousing their views of like what they think happened and they're totally off the mark and people believe them. Wow. So it's actually kind of like you're watching and you're like kind of cringing. You're like, oh my God, like this person is like 3.7 million followers and they sound crazy. Like one girl, I was like, is she high? And then she would make phone calls to her uncle who's in the CIA with like the phone there. It'll be like, Uncle Kevin. Hi, Uncle Kevin. It's me. Um, what do you think about Brian Koberger? And he's like, that, that son of a bitch. And you're like, what is happening? It's crazy. But it's okay. kind of depressing, too, because you're like, oh, my gosh, these people have no business talking about crime. Well, this is interesting. And and actually, Ray said, don't F with cats is like that. That was also the yeah, same. No, 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 it is. It's actually, I think it's the same team. You know what's crazy is like, I actually do believe. No, that, it's not. That- Sorry. It's the director is Lucy Jordan and she made Our Father, which is an excellent documentary. Did you watch that? No. Our Father is about a, a doctor who uh, helped yes. conceive. But it he hasn't spread his sperm like throughout everywhere. His sperm and not. And he had like hundreds of kids or something crazy. Hundreds. And I did an episode about that. And I interviewed one of the girls that found out that this that sperm donator was her mother's doctor. So yeah, watch that one, Our Father. Interesting. Um, well, I'll, I'll say this, listen, and I want to talk about this, like TikTok journalism and basically, you yeah. know, that world. Because there's people out there that purely are just on TikTok and they go viral every day with this incredible, or TikTok on Instagram, I should say, with like their um, 
their kind of journalism over these shows. And a, a lot of them listen to my show. A lot of them watch me and I love them. I actually get a lot of my gossip from TikTok. Um, but I always find it really interesting that there's like this kind of, there's this kind of, well, the reason why I say this is two reasons. Bitch Sesh on the other day on their show, they said, you know, there's some real deal podcasters that put in the time and they've put in the work. And then there's these TikTok people that just come in and they, it, it, it was sounding a little bitter. It yeah, was sounding what, a little what bitter. What are you trying to say? Basically that like, you know, I think they were being like, trying to be comedic about it. You know, I love my bitch sesh, but they, but they were saying like these TikTok journalists come in and tr basically are taking over from a lot oh, of the podcasters that have been doing it. this forever talking about reality TV. Oh and yeah. Then, but a TikToker only talks for, you know, four minutes, right? I know. And it's, and you realize this very fast that some people who can be phenomenal in short form video or short yeah. form, like reporting, it's not a podcast that you may want to listen to for an entire hour. Yeah, it's, it's just a different animal. Totally. And then yesterday, Billie Eilish at the People's Choice Awards, which I didn't watch. Did you? No. No, I, I have no idea. So the People's Choice Awards last night said something along the lines of um, they filmed Billie Eilish talking to, I don't remember who she was talking to. It could have been someone like Kylie Minogue like random. Oh, and yeah. she was filmed saying something like talking crap about the fact that TikTokers were invited to the people's choice. Oh, well, I, you know, I kind of thought, you know, it's so interesting you say that because I, I noticed at the Super Bowl there were a lot of TikTokers that were interviewing athletes. Yeah. And I have a friend who um, is a very famous sports commentator. And I wondered, I, got, I was like, I got to ask her what she thinks about being next to somebody in a line who's like a TikToker who just is like a crazy Kansas City Chiefs fan or whatever it may be. Or maybe they're like a beauty person. And then they're at the Super Bowl interviewing people. Like well, I mean, because, listen, the way that this world works, I think we all know this. I remember when I was in casting, it quickly, like towards the end of my casting career, went from find the best actor for the role to find the people with the biggest social media following or to find yeah. people that oh, are true. big on YouTube. And then now, I mean, with the world of TikTok, I hate to say it, but look at like TikTok shop, right? We're so influenced. Mm -hmm. You see one person talk about something and they make it sound so good that it would make sense if you are like like People's Choice Awards or you want more people to come and watch your show that you would bring popular TikTokers onto your, you know, events or whatever. I, I actually totally get it, but it is very different. It's good for influence. I don't know if it's good for, you know, if they can hold a crowd or hold, like, can they interview? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was one person that interviewed last year, um, I forget what her, what her name was, but she interviewed, I want to say it was like, wasn't it Hugh Grant or something? And it was like a really, un, it was on a red carpet and he was like, not that nice. Well, um, he's, I love him, but he does, he's a curmudgeon. Yeah. He has that kind of vibe about him anyway. Yeah. Right. And I think people think, oh, Hugh Grant, he's going to be so kind and sweet, but some people just can't and like, they just don't know how to interact like that when you're just, there's a reason that these are careers is all I'm saying, right? The broadcast journalism. Um, so, okay. So you don't watch people's choice awards last night. No, but I saw some of the pictures, but that's all right. Did, did anything jump out at you? Is there anything like that we need to talk about? A or I just saw a picture of Kyle Richards with Jennifer Aniston and they were kind of like holding on to each other. And I was like, I want to know the backstory. Like, are they friends? 
Kyle Richards and Jennifer Aniston is a very strange duo. I I can't imagine how they, I'm sure they do know each other somehow. But I do know that Jennifer Aniston loves reality TV. I'm sure she watches. Are you okay with Mauricio? And Kyle's probably like, holy shit. Jennifer Aniston is talking to me about my marriage. She's like, listen, Kyle, with Brad, when Brad left me for Angelina, Right. Um, I also went lesbian. I'm <laughs> just joking. <laughs> I, you know what? I really do think that this Kyle and Mauricio separation, maybe a divorce, is probably one of the most relatable stories Real Housewives has ever had, and that's why those, that's why they're having such a big season. It, it's the con. It's the things that are so simple that connect people like the the pursuit of love or whatever it may be. But for, I think it's just the way she kind of explained in the last episode, it's like, I took a backseat to raise the kids. I was, I did every dental appointment, dermatologist appointment. I went to all the parent teacher conferences and I let him work. And I think that when, when a couple kind of begins their marriage, they kind of come up with the, the, the terms of their marriage. And that as you get older, you kind of sometimes want to change those terms. And the person who was not participating in raising the kids is like, like, what do you mean? What's wrong? Like everything's cool between us. And, and the other person's like, I'm tired. The other thing that's so weird is that if you think about in what it seems like their marriage was like, he was just going to do the heavy lifting to build his company. And she's like, well, and I was also raising the kids kind of basically on her own four kids. But also, she always had businesses, and she filmed the show. This woman has worked. Her, she had those, like, never was a stay-at-home mom. Like, like she has been killing the game. I a hundred percent agree, and I do think that, like, just in my short, you know, I mean, short. I've been with Lance for a long time, but we got married in two thousand eleven, so it's twenty twenty four. Thirteen years this year. We've gone through so many different phases and stages, yeah. and and especially when you work in industries like ours, where it's so freelance and there's no stability, right? So we'll have years where he's constantly working and out of the house, and then there's years where I my business has taken off, and so it just goes back and forth. And then the kids, as they get older, as they get you know through different things, you really have to kind of mold and shift. And I think what you said is really interesting that the time period of or what their storyline is, this relatable you know separation, it's kind of the reason that I'm watching the show. Like, yeah. I don't really connect with the Dorit and PK storylines. I don't connect with a lot of these other storylines. Even like Sutton, who I adore watching, I don't connect with anything she talks about. But the Kyle and the Mauricio, just marriage troubles. That's why Scandaval, I think, is so hit so popular. How many people are related to a cheating incident? You know, well, that's what I interviewed Alex Baskin, the, the executive producer of Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules. And I asked him, which day did you get more texts? The day of Scandaval was announced or the day that Erica announced her divorce. And he said, by far, it was Scandaval. And he said, people are more interested in that story because the Erica divorce is too complicated, whether or not she did it. It's like all these other factors and lawsuits and accounts and all of this stuff. But the scan of all is just so simple. Yeah. And that's and why everyone feels everybody like, connects to it. Yeah. And everyone feels like it could be them, you know, or yeah. it has been them, or they've been known someone who this has happened with. And yeah. and and I think that um number one, the Erica divorce. And I know you were on Housewife and the Hustler, mm-hmm. but I'm really I like I can't 
bring myself to care too much about Erica's storylines. I don't know what it is about Erica, mm-hmm. but she has such a wall around her. Even well, that's, when she- that's as simple as it is. It's if you went to a dinner party and you met someone like her, you would not p- participate in a conversation because she doesn't seem interested in other people and also doesn't seem interesting because she's so closed off. The most interesting people on television are interested in others and interesting. And when you have don't have those, no one's going to want to watch you. And I think she's trying really hard in this season, but she's been so many seasons having the opposite kind of a personality that it does feel put on. I mean, this woman is an entertainer, a performer. She can be an actor, actor too. She's she's yeah. putting on, in my opinion, this kind of persona for PR, pers- like, uh, you know, for a well, PR. Know, or she's actually devoid because of her, uh, like a personality disorder or something. Like the fact that she was like asking that therapist, like, well, like, what is, what is empathy? Like, how do I have that? It's, that was very telling to me. I thought it's nuts. It's well, nuts. And that's probably why people don't connect because you want to feel like somebody, like I have a friend who uses the term, term, like a yummy friend, a yummy friend is like, you really get into it with them and you share information and you're vulnerable and you cry and you laugh. Like, I just don't think that happens with her. It doesn't feel like it happens. It doesn't feel like she can really like, it's interesting. That's why I find it so weird when Kyle Richards talks about how Erica has been such an amazing friend to her through this experience. But why is she saying that? She keeps saying like in the after show, she says that Dorit really hasn't been there so much for her, but, but Erica has. That could be just alliance building a la Survivor. Now, speaking of a la Survivor, yeah. speaking of Kyle Richards' weekend, she did have quite a busy weekend because not only was she at the um, T- uh, the People's Choice Awards last night, the PCAs. That's hard to say, PCA. Yeah. Um, and by the way, she did have another picture on the red carpet, which I find found kind of interesting, and it was with G Flip and Chris Shell. Oh. We were just missing Morgan. And then that would have been such a good double date moment, right? Like she yeah. and Chriselle probably connect a lot over their relationships. I would think that's my personal experience. I still don't know if I totally believe they're 100% intimate. Okay. Let's talk about this for I two seconds. Like, I feel like it's mo- maybe more when you're going through like a pivot in your life. Mm-hmm. I think you kind of, it's refreshing to have someone in your life who is outside of the circle of friends that you've had for years, Mm -hmm. like who's got a new point of view. Mm -hmm. And then I think she kind of enjoys too the attention that kind of comes with the questions. Oh, a hundred percent. Keeping people on their toes a little bit. I don't know. I could be wrong. I just find it interesting that for Valentine's day, she was publicly seen with Morgan in LA on February 13th and 15th. And it's like, why is Morgan Wade, a young 28-year-old, 29-year-old, if she's not with Kyle, single woman? Like, why is she spending all her time with Kyle? Like, it just, to me... Well, they are it, working on a project. Yeah, but mm, they're working out and going to Earth Cafe like, and shopping. You're in your 20s and you're trying... This is your last attempt at becoming a huge country music star because she's been, obviously, in the business for a long time. Maybe you're like... Let's throw spaghetti at the wall. 
but Morgan is very famous. Morgan is, I've learned this through this experience. Like I didn't know who Morgan was. She's was. more famous now because well, a hundred percent, but so many of my listeners knew exactly who she was. And then also she's opening like for Dave Matthews at some festival. Wow. Like she's, she's not a small singer. In fact, I've said this before, but I went to a birthday party for one of my um, kids' friends and I was just happening to talk about Morgan Wade to one of the dads and he's gay. He's a gay man. And he was like, I love Morgan Wade. He starts playing the music for me on his phone. I'm like, you know who she is. He doesn't watch Real Housewives. And then another dad, a straight dad walks by and he's like, I love Morgan Wade. I'm like, wait, what's happening? Yeah. But even if you're Morgan Wade, don't you want to be Taylor Swift? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't know a lot about Morgan. Well, you know, she's still Morgan is like Erica. She's an enigma wrapped up in tattoos. Well, I think I just kind of uh, I'm under the assumption that anybody in entertainment like is it has a voracious appetite for fame. Yeah. Yeah. Mark says I always get my body tattooed with the initials of my project partners. <laughs> yeah, that's that. I have to just say, Mark, I, that's the most complicated part of it. No, it's a hundred percent falling into the storyline. And, and, you know, Mark also says if they are not intimate, then Kyle needs to be taken to task for gay baiting because she knows exactly what she is doing, which I've heard a lot of people say, I don't know specifically like what that entails, but it does feel like they are both very much leaning into this. Yeah. So, okay, let's, let's, let's move on. Oh yeah. And then Kyle was also seen at a mutual friend's, Bar Mitzvah, Bat Mitzvah, on Saturday night, she was there with PK, with Dorit, with Mauricio, and all the kids, and um, and she looked gorgeous. I mean, Kyle looks phenomenal. I I don't think I've ever seen Kyle look so pretty, in my opinion. She looks so good, and she's dancing on the on the dance floor, talking to Mauricio so casually. Mauricio then, of course, has to get his dance together still. I mean, I think that they've got like their family units. But uh, by the way, I've said this from the beginning. She's going to get back together with Mauricio. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I think the reason why they're so well adjusted to their breakup is because they both are very, very happily with other people and like living their lives that they kind of wanted. Like no one hurt the other that much in this. Notice how relationships, Mm -hmm. if you, if you see relationships that divorce or break up or separate, especially after 27 years, usually the only way that there can, you can kind of get right back into like this close friendship with no time in between. It's not like this is two years later and they've been like immediately go straight into a friendship is usually if you guys both mutually decide, like, eh, we're not into it anymore. Let's move on. No one broke anyone's heart here. He's yeah. been kind of like, I think he wanted the marriage to keep lasting because it just sounds good. You know, the owner of the agency with his wife and kids. And it it kind of feels like a nice, you know, perfect life. But she was like, I'm done with you. He's like, I'm done with you too. Like, I've been done with you. Like, yeah. I feel like they're just cool to be cool. No one really hurt anyone. I don't think the love was like super strong at the end. I don't know. I get the impression that maybe he took something too a little too too far on the side, and that made that made it, you know, was the break for her. But I still think they'll end up together. He cheated on her. I think very many times throughout the relationship is what we're getting. But I do agree that something went too far at the too end. Far. I've heard rumors. I'm sure you've heard the same. And 
Kyle said one thing that I think is like the indicator of this, which is I would never want my daughters to experience what I have That's hard to walk back from. Once you put that out there, I think that would be hard, hard to walk back. They're not getting back together. Especially because her daughters are at an age now where they might be getting engaged. That's pretty powerful. If Kyle and Mauricio get back together, then I will... (laughs) <laughs> I will hang out with Alexis Bellino and talk about you with her and make you guys get makeup. Okay. Let's, let's work some sort of like wager. I don't think okay. there's, I don't think there's ever a world that they're getting back together. I still think they will get back together. Okay. Let's see. Um. So, okay. So that's Kyle and Mauricio. Now let's, let's switch. Let's switch. Um. Gears. Let's talk about um, Jax Taylor. Jax okay. Taylor has had quite a week in PR in, in the press because now all of a sudden, out of left field, there's all these rumors that Jax and Brittany are breaking up, that oh, there's some sort yeah. of split in the in the region. Like, apparently he moved out or she moved out. One of them moved out. And then over the weekend, he was at some event in Vancouver for work, like a, you know, a paid event appearance with um, Tom Schwartz and he posted on his stories this picture of him and his PR girl. Her name is Lori Kay. Right. I I know who that is. Everyone knows who she is if you follow any of these people because they always tag her and stuff. Mm -hmm. And did you see the picture? Yeah, it is a little too close for comfort, but I also thought if he really is cheating, would he post a picture? No, exactly. And he had his ring on, like very predominantly in that picture of cheating. Like of, of but I think it's all like yeah. let's get people talking. Maybe because maybe he's feeling a little worried because I think Vanderpump has jumped the shark, and their show is about to debut, and I don't think people are as excited as they had hoped. Wait, you're, maybe, you're telling me they're like they're like uh, you know maybe by making it a little bit scandalous people are going to be more apt to pay attention. I just don't, I don't know if that show is going to work. I feel like hey, people- you're telling me that the teaser for the Valley of, of him lawn mowing his way through, wasn't enough for you to be excited. I've never been less excited about a show. Yeah, no, no, no. We only watched them when they were single and made horrible decisions and like slept with people on like a, like a couch covered with like dirt. This is not what we want to watch. So yeah, he's probably panicked. He's probably panicked. Like, oh, I'm like, I'm, in, I've invested everything into this being a success, and it's probably not. Have you heard about Jax's Studio City? No. I heard about the fact that every time I talk to people, like anytime any of my listeners go, they DM me, and they're like, no one is there. Oh no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Something's up with that place, but. Jax, like, I like Jax, actually, in a weird way. I actually like him for some weird reason. On the show, he was awful. But I think I got, like, kind of into him when he and Brittany were doing that, like, Vanderpump Rules Watch show. Remember how they had, like, a... Because he's funny. He's funny. There's something entertaining. I I can't stand with the mustache. But there's something a little entertaining about them. But this, this feels like such a stretch. And I've never seen a PR person get herself, like, so enmeshed in the story. Yeah, that's strange. That right. that's and I, I say that as a former publicist. I can't imagine. Of course, but, I did corporate and not personal PR, but still. Yeah. 
Now, someone, one of my listeners DM me last night and said, I also find it weird that in September they said that they're trying for a new tri- another child, him yeah. and Brittany. And meanwhile, she just announced that she's back on Jenny Craig, which is a strange thing to announce if you're actively trying to. They're not trying pregnant. to the baby. No. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they have to see if they can afford it, if the Valley works out or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. I, you know, you've got to also keep in mind, People on reality shows make such boneheaded decisions and have the most wackadoo mindset. So we can't compare them to normal people. They're just not normal. No. So, okay. So I would say at this point, I wouldn't believe it for a a second that Jax and Brittany are are separating because I think Jax needs Brittany and I think Brittany needs Jax. I mean, she, she's not telling him to rotten hail. I don't, I I, it's complicated too, because they have a, a son. Um, it's, it's not as easy for people to cut and run. No, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. Catnip says, I mean, it would be awesome if the Valley was all about Jack's Brittany and all these other couples that are into swinging. <laughs> you know what? You're right. That it was just like a swinger community in the Valley. I just, I say this as somebody with a lot of children. I don't know if watching a show about people raising children is the most interesting thing in the world. I think people want at the end of the day to have something that's dissimilar to their own life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a weird way though, because we were just saying that the reason why we love these storylines is because they're relatable. Yeah. But there's a difference between like, okay, here's what I mean by this. People are going to watch Mauricio and Kyle and they're going to send DMs to Kyle and go, Oh my God, it's like, you're living my life. Or they're going to, um, you know, text it to a friend and say, remember when our friend Jean was going through this. It's different with children yeah. because children are, it's hard to make judgments about other people raising their children because we know how personal we feel about raising our own kids. And there's it. not a lot of like, excitement that comes in watching other people raise their children. There is excitement in watching other people's marriages and trying to figure out like, are they happy? Like, like how much sex are they having? Like it's, it's not the same thing when you're watching someone raise their children. Am I, you guys, am I wrong? No, I think you're right. I think that, you know, I mean, we'll have to see. It also has to be like really dynamic, interesting people. And to me, I don't know about this cast. I mean, from just seeing a couple of the, like, we haven't seen anything. So I'm curious. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens, but I do think this is just trying to get more people to watch. But you guys, this, this whole process of like drumming up this cheating scandal right before the season announces or anything like that. How many times can we do it? Like, I think we've moved on. I think we, Scandaval was enough. By the way, by the way, please tell me you're watching Southern Hospitality. I watch it here and there. I love Leva. You know, I was probably one of the first people that thought Southern Hospitality should be a show. Okay. Um, Like her first season, I said the real show Leva should be on is a show that follows her at the restaurants that she owns with her husband. That's the show. There you go. You're welcome. Thank you. And Bravo has thanked you. I'm sure they have. <laughs> no, they never do. I'm full of ideas that they don't care about. <laughs> yeah, you're you're better off with not getting involved. But I think that I think that Southern Hospitality is one of those shows that I tried last season, first season. I got a little bit into it, but not enough to like even care about the characters. And then because of uh you guys, especially um Andrew, who kept saying, watch Southern Hospitality, he's one of my listeners. And so I I watched it. 
and I am so damn addicted. I just finished season two over the weekend and the reunion is going to be on this week. And I'm telling you right now, if you guys want Vanderpump Rules circa season one, two, three, this is the show to watch. Season two is so good. It's so unhinged. The characters are all crazy and, and out of whack. It's amazing casting. It's really good. Well, I remember talking to Leva about it the first season she was on. And I, I talked to her about, I'm like, this show you need to do is really about your restaurant. She said, the things that happen at my, my businesses would blow Vanderpump out of the water. She told me that. Interesting. I mean, I think that it's, it's probably a similar kind of vibe, right? There's exes. There are people that dated. There are people that want to date. There's girlfriends that like fight. There's, you know, there's issues between the manager and this and that. It's just really well done. It's really well done. And I love it. Um, Okay. So other than Southern Hospitality, there was another show that I binged on Friday. This was my Friday night. And this is what we have to talk about. And that's Love is Blind season six. And you told me, you commented on my Instagram reel. You're like, oh, just wait until episode six. I said, I'm sorry. Did you watch six episodes in one day? But then I I judged you, but I watched six episodes in two days. (laughs) I, I couldn't stop. Like it's yeah. there's something about Love is Blind. I don't know if it's just the way that they they cut it. The end of the episode and the beginning of the next episode don't feel like there's a difference. So you just keep watching. It's like it's a marathon. Like it's very seamless. No. It's so good. Obsessed. It's so good. Obsessed. I've got a whole episode about it tomorrow. Um, yeah, I obsessed. What um what celebrity do you look like that's completely unrealistic, Kate Casey? I know. I mean, I was like, what? I was kind of unfair too because it doesn't goes against the rules of the game, right? Like you don't talk about physicality at all, and because of that, it planted a seed in his head. And it's funny because you know all the bullshit that they write in their bios, and you know, like I'm finally ready, finally ready to look beyond everything to find my real partner. And the minute she's like Megan Fox, he's like, come again, what? Okay, so we need to talk about this for anyone that's not watching or hasn't heard about this because I posted a bunch on my story. So if you didn't see this, there is, okay, so there's always the way Love is Blind works is, you know, I think they probably have 20 or so girls, 20 or so guys. And then they always end up focusing on, and this is all you have to know is if they start showing you a little bit longer of a date, you know that that character is probably getting engaged or trying to get engaged. So like mm-hmm. you don't have to get to know anyone except the people that you actually watch a little bit of their date. Cause now we know we're following a storyline. There's about how many final couples ended up getting engaged. We have Chelsea Four. and Jimmy. I think we have AD and clay. Five. We have Jeremy <laughs> with my middle finger, Jeremy and, um, Four. Laura, and we have Johnny, Amy, Amy. Kenneth, and, Kenneth and Brittany. Did you say oh, that? Kenneth and Brittany. I'm like, I yeah. can't remember who Kenneth and Brittany are. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think Johnny and Amy are forgettable. So just forget about them. So Kenneth Johnny and, and Amy are very, well, there's always that one couple that gets along so well that no one cares about them. Um, yeah. So th- I think that's Johnny and Amy. So now we have five couples, which is actually a pretty solid showing for Love is Blind. Um, last season, I remember other people got engaged that we just never saw, which is really yeah. interesting that they did that. I think the more couples, the better. Bring them on. So the beginning of the show, we start, and I'll, t- I'll tell you, it's really funny because my friend Valerie, she sends me a text on Friday night. She's starting to watch and she goes, or like Saturday, I can't remember. She's like, okay, on episode one, I love Matthew and AD. And I'm like, oh, just you oh, wait. So boy. Matthew is the serial killer yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shows up 
<laughs> we already start to see interesting characters. Matthew is unlike we've anyone we've seen on Love is Blind before, I think, personally. How would you describe who this guy is and what he's I would doing? describe him as somebody who first year out of high school was certain he would return for a reunion as a mogul, but it hasn't happened for him. <laughs> That's what? the kind of guy, like a complete, um, he's a cock, cocky guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he yeah. decides that he's not going to have any friendship with any of the guys. Like he is like, I am here for one reason and one reason only, and that's to like win America's heart. But he's not yep. interested in being friends with the guys. That's why all the guys think he's so closed off and weird. He just reads books, which shockingly they have books in the Love is Blind house. But, um, you know, he was just he was just kind of doing his own thing and he ends up kind of connecting with a couple of the different women. One yeah. of them being A.D., who I think is stunning, stunning. gorgeous, yeah. like so likable, except for the fact that her lashes are over the top. Wait, no, 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 no. Krista Rosa tomorrow roasts her eyelashes so hard that I lost my mind. It, they, she is going to fly away. They're absurd. <laughs> They're unreasonably long. And I wonder if she has any regrets. But she was a New England Patriots cheerleader during two Super Bowls. Oh, wow. She's got a banging body, a great personality. And she's oh, no, we find out that she's stacked. Remember, that comes up later. I mean, the guys are like losing their minds how hot she is afterwards. But yeah, in the pods, she connects with two guys that could not be different. And the funny no. thing is the one guy, Clay, who's probably a personal trainer, finds Definitely. out that she had been in conversation with Matthew and he was like loses his mind because he's like, he's so low level compared to me. And I love that little nuance, too, is like how the people in the pods find out who the other people are into and their complete... Um, frustration and astonishment that someone could be so into them and also someone who is so dissimilar to them. I well, love I, that. Word. Yes. And I find this really interesting too, because we've heard this before on different seasons where there's like a love triangle where one guy is dating two of the girls and the girls find out about each other and kind of talk smack about each other yeah. to the guy. But this was the best because we see this now in a few different ways. We have the Clay and Matthew and AD love triangle. And then AD, thank God, finds out that Matthew has said the exact same story, right? To, to some girl who leaves. I forget yes. what her name was. And, um, and AD, the story of, I wish I could propose, like, I want to talk to your dad. Yeah. Um, I've never felt anything like this before in my life. Let's leave. Why was he dying to leave so fast with these women? Like, let's get out of here. Let's go. Let's leave together. It, yeah. It, I don't know. Oh, was, well, like he does make some references like about how America will be, perceive him. So I just think he's like watched too many of these episodes and thinks he should be like a television star. When you see anyone on Love is Blind or any of these shows talk about America and how they'll be perceived out loud and the, sh the editors put it into the show, like it's mm -hmm. such a bad look because I do wonder how much they talk about the show Love is Blind in those pods. They must. Like, did you watch last season? What did you think of Kwame? Like, yeah. I wonder if they do, Milton and Lydia, you know, like I wonder if they're shouting them out, but you know that the editors hated him, the producers hated him, and they wanted hated to kind him. of make him look awful. So he ends up deciding to leave. He's like, and do you remember when he was leaving? He was like, I'm going to go get, like, to the other girl. Oh. What was her name? I can't remember. He, I'm going to go get her. And then I thought for sure that we were going to see them. You know how and they then do we that. Did, but they, he kind of just left, and it was so anticlimactic. 
Yes. Yes. And then the next couple that kind of, you know, it's always that couple that gets engaged first on the show. It's probably day nine or whatever as well, but they make it so that it was like after two days because they're so boring and they didn't like have any issues or drama. And that's Johnny and Amy and they're cute. I mean, Johnny is this long haired dude. Um, she's this cute Hispanic girl. They're both really into each other. She, they're not each other's type necessarily, but they like each other so much and they, they, they're good. So they've gone off and gotten engaged. Now we have this, this other, um, oh no, we have to talk about the clay and AD conversation about looks because looks were brought up on this season more yeah. than any other season that we've seen between the Chelsea and Megan Fox conversation and then now this this idea about um, how do you look? I was so proud of AD because Clay was like all about wanting to make sure he got a hottie. And AD is a hottie, but she didn't let on to it in any way. She wasn't like, oh, don't you worry. You're going to be very happy when you see it. She didn't say any of it. Yeah, that's true. Didn't you find that so interesting how much they put towards like, so tell me, like, uh, how do you look? Like, so, so. What is your ethnicity? Like, we never see any of those conversations usually. Well, maybe they just cut them out. Yeah. To keep keep us guessing. What's crazy about Clay and AD is that when he sees her, and in the stuff he says in the confessional, I would think that she would look back at that and be so cringed because it's like, that's my woman. Like she's like this, like, you know, I got the, what was the, I have the direct quote. I say it in my episode where it was like, so all about how she looks like she is beautiful, but she's also got a great personality. And I feel like she's going to go, Oh my God, like he's almost too much into that. And you know, that's true because she talks about when she gets pregnant or something. And he said, Oh, I'll make sure that you're going to keep it tight. And she's like, yeah, but my body will physically change. Like it's not going to be the same after I have a baby. And he's like, no, I'll make sure you're on, you're, you're all right. And it wasn't said, and she put she calls him out. She's so smart. Well, guys, by the way, in case you're not watching, so Clay and her end up getting engaged, and they're off in their Mexican, you know, honeymoon for like vacation. And in this conversation, yes, they're having a cocktail, they're having a nice time, they're getting along really well. They're clearly very sexually attracted to each other. They both look good. And he does say this. He's like, I would say, get your girl, get get back in the gym. Like said something in such an intense way. And AD was like, that is not nice. You don't talk to me that way. I actually, now this is always interesting with relationships. I don't think that's a bad thing. If you are someone that like physical, you're physically active, you like to keep looking good and your partner completely lets go. I don't think it's bad to be like, come on, babe, let's get to the gym together. Let's work out. Like you'll feel better, but it is in your tone. It is the way that you approach it. Well, he said it like, I'm, I'm going to make sure I keep you right. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it, but no. here's, here's a spoiler in the next episode, episode seven. Don't tell us something crazy that we're not going to want. Like, is it going to totally spoil? No, 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 no. Okay, There's good. this one hilarious moment where she and uh, AD and Claire eating when they're in the D- Dominican Republic on the this like couple's trip. And she's horrified at the way he eats soup. <laughs> and it just made me realize it's like so intense with these couples. And then they have to kind of really spend time with the other person and it's like wait what it could be the way they clip their nails it could be the way that they eat food the way they sleep at night it's going to be something like that you're like 
Oh, wait, what? I cannot understand how you can ever get engaged to someone without, and I said this on my TikTok because I'm a TikTok journalist too, (laughs) without smelling them, without Mm -hmm. seeing their their teeth, without like knowing how they kiss, like without – you're right. Like the way someone eats is a big issue for me. I do have a little bit of misophonia and I can't handle when people are loud chompers around me. Like it drives me bananas. I would no, he eats like He's a little bit like a barbarian. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is going to be an issue. We'll have to, we'll have to have. And I will say this. If anybody's ever waited tables in their life, they are going to want to rip their hair out. Over clay. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. I can't wait to watch. So, so AD and Clay have this, you know, adorable relationship, but let's go back to the pods really fast because we need to talk about Megan Fox. I mean, Chelsea, I forgot to tell you guys, I look, it's so weird. A lot of people tell me I look like Pamela Anderson. It's just so weird. So weird. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, I don't really see it. I don't see it, but I I like, I get it all the time. I'm like, what are you doing? No, the craziest part about it was when she was like, so, um, do anyone, does anyone tell you you look like a celebrity? She, you ask that question because you want, yeah. and you want someone to ask you back. And then yes. she doesn't say Megan Fox. She says machine gun Kelly's wife. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. If someone calls you a celebrity, like people always say celebrities to me, it's not that I know them because of their husband's names, you know, the celebrity name. It was yeah. such a, it was such a stupid, like attention thing. Yeah. You uh, guys, please don't at me. I can't handle Chelsea. She may be quite possibly. By the way, she one says of the she's hardest. an event planner and a flight attendant. How are you both of those things? Maybe she's a, a planning events in the sky. <laughs> Maybe she's flying to the events. Chelsea drives me bananas. But the moment that he sees her, so he's let, as my cr- friend Chris calls her, um, lips with the child. He lets her go. Even the most like hot person we've ever seen on Love Is Blind, though, Jessica. Yes, she's he's the let her go. Mom. He can't get past Megan Fox. And now Jessica is like, you're going to rue the day when you see what this what what this would have been for you. She said, you're going to choke. You're going to need an EpiPen to deal oh, with she it. Sure did. It was but, she, but the she said, by the way, I have a 10 year old. Most people on The Bachelor, if they have a single mother and like, and I have a child, even the Bachelor leads are like, that's OK. Tell me more. This guy. He couldn't even, he couldn't pretend. He was like, just, it was like shut down. He was, was not like, interested. Uh... So he lets her go. And, you know, he's left with Megan Fox adjacent. And when the curtains roll up and they're confronted with one another and she's running towards him. The T-Rex run. And she, she called it out the T-Rex run. She's running like. Yes. And, he, and you get to see him in slow-mo. He's like, oh, like, what did I do? And I was with him for that ride. And then he embraces her. And there are pictures on Twitter that are so funny where he's like. <laughs> and and honestly, her and I'm just, I feel like the entire time she was sitting there like light eyes, brown hair, light yeah. eyes, brown She's hair. Like, it's cool, right? Yeah. And And you could feel number one. And I really need to call this out. Trevor, the guy who Chelsea did not choose, who she should have chosen because he was. And honestly, so cute. And and there's an alleged um, he'll be on another reality show pretty soon. Okay, on on Netflix. But anyway, so he, is, yeah. So he 
this was another thing was that she was like, I love a mullet. Like this is again, she, everyone's like very physical in the show talking about physicality. And he's like, I have a mullet. So he ends up getting his heart broken. Didn't you find it interesting how he and Jimmy could so coexist knowing that they were dating the same girl and they had no ill will to, towards each other. Whereas the yeah. girls always like hate each other so much, but the guys were like, it's cool. Like, let's date the They're same. So weird. It was so weird. Jimmy. Maybe it's because they hadn't actually been physical with her. They're, it's kind of like. Oh, guys are different. Guys maybe going, going for the same job. Yeah, maybe. They didn't start going to the office yet. And because of it, it's like, well, fine. One of us is going to get the job. Who knows? Interesting. Yeah, men are just easier in this way. So yeah. so they, the best, though, is that. You know, Jimmy is made out, and I love Jimmy's stories. I actually thought that between Jimmy and Jessica, the mom, I thought they're like talking about foster children and adoption and talking about like going through a tough childhood and stuff. I wanted them together. I thought they had such a great rapport that Megan Fox comment completely screwed Jimmy in the head because he went, from what we saw, it felt like he got along better with Jessica, but Jessica goes Jessica home. would never be happy with him. He wears lady jeans. Well, that's what I was, okay. That's what, <laughs> that's what I'm going for. Jimmy is not the prize that I think that like Je Chelsea's making him out to be. She said, oh my God, I have the hottest guy on the beach when he was walking around. The hottest guy is like, That's not, it's not Jimmy by far. He's lowest on the rung. Johnny is hotter than Jimmy. Jeremy is <laughs> than Jimmy. I mean, the Jeremy is- Can is, you point out that Jeremy's name is spelled J-E-R-J-E-R-A-M-E-Y? Jeremy. <laughs> Did his parents name him that or was he like, I just want to be cool and unique for this TV show? Probably one of the other, but I can't judge because I'm Donna spelled Dana. So people are always going to give me shit about that too. But you're right. It, it is ridiculous. Jer Jeremy, Jeremy sounds like, you know what? For sure, he's a dugger. I'm sure- that he is the Duggar child. He's between Ginger and and yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. So he's got so, a twin name, G Gypsy J Y J Y Gypsy and Jimmy. So they're the, they're the forgotten about Duggars in the forthcoming documentary. A hundred percent, like yeah. the ones that could not get on the Duggars. They're like, just get on Love Is Blind, okay? Yes. Jim Bob, Jim Bob is over there, like with a whip. Exactly. So, um, so, uh. Jimmy is the the dad bod. He, the whole time he's like, no, I, I I think you're stunning. I just think you're stunning. Looks don't matter. The, I just think you're stunning. It's weird that you told me you were Megan Fox. I just think you're stunning. I've never seen two people talk so much about, do you like me? Are you sure? Do you like me? No, I like you. Do you like me? But not as much as Jessica. But do you like, I mean, what an insecure woman that Chelsea is. I know it's, it's, it's constant. And he's like, I made out with you more than anybody else. I know, but like, still, what do you think? Yeah, uh, she should have been with Trevor. She made a big mistake. I cannot wait to see how these episodes play out. I would like to see them all back together in some sort of space where they can all see each other in person. And then I would like to see Jessica um, around the other guys that were left from the show. I also want to see what car they get away in. Is it like Paradise where... Um, Bachelor in Paradise where they get into a suburban or do they leave the building and they're like put into a Corvette or something? I don't know. I'm curious. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very curious about like the ins and outs. Like where do they go right after? And they yeah. get engaged on different days, right? 
Isn't that how it works? Like, how does that work? Or once you get engaged, you just have to sit around and then they shoot all the reveals on the same day, maybe. Probably. probably. That's probably what they do. Okay, wait. Um, one final thing. Uh, did you find it a little interesting when AD was talking to Jimmy at the at the cocktail hour and Kelsey was ordering a drink all alone, so sad, so like insecure that Jimmy was talking to AD? Didn't you think that AD and Jimmy were having a little bit of a flirty relationship in that conversation? Do you remember that? A little bit, a little bit. Um, it felt like she was he, like, he, he's very into her body. They all are. I, even the women are into AD's body. Like it, it's like, just like everyone is transfixed by it. Laura, the blonde she's, she's a troublemaker. AD is no Laura. Oh, Laura, Laura is a hundred percent going to break up with Jeremy. He is so he annoying. He's so annoying. Would you, can you imagine? She seems to me like the person that is most related. Like everybody want, would want to be friends with her. She was the popular girl. On the bachelor, she's like everyone's favorite. Yeah. She's the popular girl. She ended up with like, yeah. not the hot guy. She's like, mm-hmm. she's, he's too dorky for her. I, I know this because I dated a dorky guy before Lance. Okay. I was with a guy, nicest guy in the world and very successful, but dorky. Okay. And I what remember. Happened? Where is he now? That guy? Yeah. He is a executive network. producer of big Disney shows. Like, he's doing very, very well. Like, showrunner. Like, he's on top of his but, game. But for Disney shows? I mean, those things make money. I know. For but years then, and years but, and years. I know, but then you'd have to get married to him, have children, and go to all the Disney movies. And that to me would be torture. I don't I'll go to, you. I don't take my kids to movies because I can't stand kids' movies. <laughs> <laughs> I go and then I just doom scroll for two hours. But I will tell you, I will tell you really finally about this. I remember when I was dating him, all I wanted to do was change everything about him, right? I was trying oh. to change his outfits. I was telling him what he should and shouldn't wear. I was telling him like, don't wear those glasses. Like he had dorky reflective sunglasses like like Jeremy. I'm yeah. telling you, Laura is like the cool girl and she's with a dorky dude and she's yeah, not she into hates, it. She hates his Hawaiian shirts. The thing that the, the problem with those two is that they bonded over the fact that they're both OCD and that's not enough to get you in a relationship. That's actually the worst reason to bond in America. Yeah. Like yeah. what kind of a relationship will this be? Oh I my just, gosh. I just don't see them like having crazy intimacy. No, it's like her. She's, she's like babysitting him. He's yeah. like her younger brother. So I am obsessed with the season. I can't yeah. wait for Jess to meet Jimmy. I can't wait for Trevor to meet Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for Chelsea to look a little bit more like Megan Fox as the episodes progress. Cause I imagine that will happen. Kate, you have six shows a week. Plus you're going to be appearing at the Irvine improv. Can you share the information? Yes. Okay. My episodes Monday, every Monday is top of the week is what to watch this week. And I'll just tell you, this is what's important to watch. Someone asked earlier, by the way, the cyber sleuths, Idaho um, murders or whatever, where can they find that? Do you know off the top of your head? It's on um, Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Got it. But sometimes if it's Paramount Plus, you can find it through Amazon Prime. So just do a search. Yeah. And you'd be surprised sometimes where other places it pops up. Um, so Mondays, I tell you what to watch. And I also have a must watch list that accompanies that, but you have to sign up for it at katecasey.substack.com. And every Monday, I'll tell you what to watch. And you can look at archive lists, things that you may have missed. And then Tuesday through Friday, I have all new episodes about reality TV and documentaries. And then Saturday, I have a Saturday series where I interview someone that's been in my life that I feel like has a really interesting story. And they're always different and cool. 
And then I have a live show at the Irvine Improv on February 28th. And it's just hilarious. And um, Matt Marr from Reality Gaze will be there. And it's going to be super, super fun. And you get to hear a little bit more of like the behind the scenes stories of my show. And when I tell you stuff that happens to me, I, I can't even scratch the surface. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> you guys, she's i uh... I'll just tell you a, like one teaser. Okay. I had a guest. I don't know if I told you this story. Maybe I, I did. I thought they were a very famous person and I booked them. And when the Zoom started, I realized I had no idea who the person was. I contacted the wrong person over Instagram and set up this whole interview. And the interview began and I had to pretend I was interviewing somebody that I knew who they were and did the whole interview. And I was like, I have no idea. And one time I was supposed to watch a documentary and five minutes before I realized I watched the wrong documentary. (laughs) And I don't know how I, I, I had to fake it till I made it. So it just it reminds, the stuff it, that happens behind the scenes or by the, what happened with Menudo. I like broke a story regarding Menudo and um, the Menendez brothers. Like, yeah. It's random. I, broke up, I really broke up A-Rod and J-Lo. You did? Remember that? With Madison? Yes, because I interviewed Danny from Southern Charm and I asked her, it was about the reunion. I said, oh, and when it came up in the reunion that Madison was talking to an ex um, MLB player, what did you think? And she was like, oh, it was crazy. I go, and what about the rumors that it was A-Rod? I pulled that out of nowhere. And she said, well, I already knew about it because she talked about it. And then it exploded. It was like on the front page of New York Post that Madison had been talking to A-Rod a-Rod and Jennifer Lopez broke up like two weeks later and then she reunited with Ben Affleck. Thank you. Well, I yes, thought I was going to be actually... taken out by a J-Lo sniper. I'm not kidding you. The whole day I was like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be taken out. No, this worked for her favor. Like she ended up with the love of her life. This is actually a good thing. So you know yeah. what, J-Lo, if you're, if you're listening to this, think Kate Casey. Bravo, think, you know what, everyone. And Madison became a huge, huge star after that too. She really did. She really yeah. did. Um, okay, so Kate, everyone can find more about you over on Instagram at at KKCCA, TikTok, it's KKC, and Twitter and threads at KKC, and go to my website, KKC.com. Yay. Thank you Yay. so much, Kate, for being here. And you guys, you. I'll be back tomorrow with a brand new show. We'll be talking all other things. I don't even know what's gonna happen between now and tomorrow. And uh talk to you guys soon. Thanks, Kate. Thank you. One sec.